Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle and for access to my YouTube and blog. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. This is Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Uh, today, my guest is Nick Krantz. He's another guy that I came across on Instagram. Uh, I remember he was one of the first pages I followed when I started getting more into the fitness and self-improvement categories. He lives in Ohio. Uh, joining us today, well, his baby is hopefully <laughs> taking a nice long nap. So without further ado, I'll let Nick uh, talk a little bit about himself. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate you for having me on and um, I appreciate you reaching out about the uh, podcast or Instagram because, you know, I know it's it's awesome now how we can connect on Instagram uh, through hundreds and thousands of people. So I appreciate the opportunity. Um, so for now, for my story, uh, my main goal is to help skinny guys build mass and build confidence. So growing up, I was a skateboarder for nine years. I uh, had no inclination of playing sports, just liked to skate. I was a skinny guy with long mop on my head. And uh, when ninth grade came around, I got asked to play basketball. I decided to play basketball. I was athletic. I was able to dunk and kind of athletic career took off from there. But I was still only 147 pounds. Mm -hmm. I can vividly remember looking at the scale and I got asked to play football, which ended up being my sport. But my whole main concept is I'm 147 pounds. I'm 6'1". I am just a long, what was called the giraffe. And yeah, that, that, always, that always stuck with me. <laughs> so fast forward to my senior year, I went from 147 to 205 pounds. Uh, I played safety. And, you know, that was always in the back of my mind of how can I get stronger? How can I get faster? How can I get more confidence on the field? Because that confidence, you know, when I'm talking sports, it translates to everyday life. Uh, you just, you feel better, you move better, your, your emotions and mood is better. And you know, fortunately, and I was fortunate enough to get, you know, a couple of division one scholarships, but uh, I also had my oldest son who is now 10 which is crazy, um, my senior year of high school. So my life came at me real fast, mm -hmm. and it was a blessing, and it all worked out. I was able to go to a, a college right down the road, a Division two school, and that's really where um, I got into training and learning about it because injuries came. I had, uh, I think, seven-ish concussions there. Wow. Now, now it's a little higher, so I, I got to live in my bubble. But uh, that's really where training took off, and I was just obsessed because once I was not being able to play, um, I would still help out coaching, and I would be in the weight room um, helping there. So that's really where my love for the whole training aspect took off, and you know now that's where I am now. Yeah, it's crazy the fact that like it seems like every time I talk to someone who is in whatever sort of space as far as like trying to influence people on Instagram and being 
uh, fitness motivator, helping people with their workouts. It seems like almost everyone went through that period of like, they had some insecurity in themselves mm-hmm. that they had to get over. Like it was the same for me. I think that it just is such a huge driver of wanting to help other people because I'm sure you'd agree. Like if you were, you know, ath- uh, I mean, you were athletic, but if you were like muscular and never had a, had a much of a problem gaining muscle or never really had uh, issues with your confidence about your body, you probably wouldn't want to uh, help people now. And so that's the cool thing is just like, once you go through that struggle yourself, you just want to use your knowledge now to help other people. No, and you, and I totally agree. Cause you do see that a lot, which is awesome for those that had that breakthrough mm-hmm. and had that aha moment, like, wow, I did this for myself. And then you realize the impact that you've had through yourself and even maybe those around you. And you said, well, why, why can't I help more? Why can't I help two more people, 10 more people, a thousand people, you know, you name it. Yeah. And it's awesome to see, you know, those people that are out there, you know, doing the right way and Mm -hmm. helping influence others um, in the way that they do. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, it's weird. it's, It's weird for me. I was just kind of thinking how you can kind of group so many people, at least if you're talking about people who are big on Instagram and, and, and I, don't, I don't like grouping people into categorization, but I was just thinking about how it's like there's so many similarities but differences. Like especially mm-hmm. there's a dichotomy with you and me. So you talk about how a big part of, you know, what um, you do and what you practice and preach is based on the fact that you were driven athletically. And for me, it's like the complete opposite. Like I was the worst athlete, like growing <laughs> up and always loved sports. And I think yeah. it got me so into weightlifting because I was like, man, if I – if I can't, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't be athletic, I might as well train and something I know that I can actually see myself getting better at. And right. it doesn't really take much athletic ability necessarily. So it's just yeah. how many different ways there are to come at it. Right. And for you, you know, it was a different way to push yourself and mm-hmm. you know, achieve to be better at something. Mm-hmm. If athletics didn't work out for you, oh, well, you know, there's, that's just one, that's one little aspect of life. And now you found, you know, your niche, which is awesome. Yeah. And that's just like you, just like you said earlier, it's cool to see all the different people and what they're doing on Instagram, because I think that's what ties us together the most is everyone loves self-improvement and everyone Mm -hmm. is encouraging. And that's the coolest thing because it's hard to find that in the world today, even just like being encouraging and being positive and being, you know, just pumping other people up instead of tearing them down. It's hard to find. Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's awesome that, you know, the group on Instagram, are using that platform to help out, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure you know and have discussed before that Instagram can be such a toxic environment, oh, yeah. dependent uh-huh. on who you select follow and who are your who you like constantly. That maybe those are the only you know pages that are showing up, and next thing you know, you only see the pages preaching BS or have the edited photos mm-hmm. or you know, just toxic environment of comparison. And that will take people out of out of their fitness journey out of their, you know, the skin and the comfort of their own skin. And it, it's a shame that it has to be that way. But you know, that's the life and world we live in right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Because like, like you said, with Instagram, it can literally be something that's so powerful and positive that it definitely was one of the things that helped me change myself as far as my mental well being and fitness. But at the same time, it can be like the worst thing for a mental oh, being as well. Absolutely. It kind of depends how you approach it. And like you said, a big part is, I think, controlling the content you're taking in. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that there's been a big change for me. Like, if you were to look at my Instagram feed uh, before I started kind of being a lot more into self-improvement and overall wellness, it would be like, you know, 
the typical like memes and sports highlights and stuff like that, which yeah. is really bad in and of itself. But you've got to you got to realize that that's the content you're taking in, and whether you're seriously paying that much attention to it or not, that's what your brain subconscious is being fed. So I think it's a lot more effective to now. I I, I try to only see for the most part like encouraging stuff, uh, upbeat mm-hmm. stuff, fitness a lot, and it's even if I'm not always paying attention, it's weird how your subconscious brain, it, it, I think I can feel the effect there to where it's just an all around better mindset, I think. Right. And that subconscious will grasp, mm-hmm. the subconscious will grasp on it. Whether mm-hmm. you think about it an hour, a minute, a couple of days later, it mm-hmm. will be there. It will be embedded in your brain. So that's why it's so important to train your brain like a muscle. It's, mm-hmm. it's, beyond more important than your body like you need to make sure your brain and well-being is there before you start to try and take control of other aspects of your life mm-hmm. um and you know you, you said it perfect you just surround yourself with positive environments positive messages you know you will slowly start to see that your life will change your mood will change mm-hmm. uh, for the better yeah so going off kind of your introduction how do you think that, and this is something I've totally noticed as well, this has been one of the coolest effects is when you start to change your body for the better, even, I mean, you know, people like the aesthetic and the appeal of that, but how does it relate to back to your confidence? And why do you think that confidence is so strongly tied in with your body image? Well, the thing is, is it comes back almost to Instagram. You see these people um, confident enough to, you know, take their shirt off. Cause you know, some people don't like to even wear uh, short sleeve shirts because mm-hmm. either they're too skinny or it might show, you know, an insecurity that they might have and their insecurity that they might have might not even be what somebody else could think is, uh, you know, a, a, an issue, but it's the, the bottom line is being comfortable in your own skin is, is a must. Uh, and that's, that's the, you know, the message that we continue to try help so that control your aspect whether it's you know going out on dates going you know meeting your significant other hanging out with friends um everybody wants to be noticed in a positive way whether Mm -hmm. they are shy you know or not it's it comes down to being you know like i said confident in your own skin because Mm -hmm. the gym are is a place where people have gone and has transformed their lives because it is people start to notice them differently. They see the transformations that they make, whether it's a month, a year. And that's why this industry is awesome that you get the opportunity to do that, not just help somebody, like you said, change aesthetically and mm-hmm. grow, you know, their muscles or shred body fat, but just to change as a person and help them out in that aspect, which yeah. will take them forever. Yeah. There's a reason you see people, you know, get excited and get, I guess just get excited about sharing their journey to a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you see people go from being fit and unhappy to happy and fit. And it's like, you never see someone sharing, Oh, you know, I started eating all this junk all the time and I feel so much better. Like it's obvious, but it's weird how you, you, there's kind of that disconnect and like not realizing how important your daily habits and, you know, just living that fit mm-hmm. lifestyle, I think the key there is just lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the habits will create you, you know, you are your habits. Mm-hmm. So I think when people say, oh, I need to get fit, I need to get in shape, then they just think about the gym, they think about eating, you know, salads and chicken and, 
you know, air. You know, mm. It's like, it's not that. It doesn't have to be that. Uh, you start to change your habits, you know, whether it's drinking water, enough water for a week, then you go and try to add protein to every meal. And then you start to incorporate, you know, veggies, you know, mm -hmm. you start introducing these habits, whether it's at a monthly basis, at two week basis, you will start to note changes in your body, in your health, in your well-being. You know, they don't have to overcomplicate it. Come on, yeah. like, just let's, let's take a step back here. You know, stop looking for this like secret. So there's no secret sauce. Like, yeah, don't like overcomplicate it, man. Mm -hmm. Like how often should I be doing wide, wide grip? bicep curls as opposed to narrow grip bicep curls or something like that you're, ta you're talking like i mean you and i based on where we're at now like we can see that that stuff is overcomplicated and silly but i try as much as i can even though it's kind of tough to keep in touch with like the way that i used to work out because that's literally how what mm -hmm. i used to prioritize and care about and so i just really try my hardest to keep in touch with that because it helps me relate back to people and what they're struggling through and it's right. like you just, yeah. I think the most important thing to highlight is just keep hammering on. There's an, a 90% give or take that's going to be the majority of your results. As you know, you know, counting calories to some extent, however you do that, eating whole foods, strength training, uh, progressive overload, stuff like that. That's just going to be the huge 90%. And then, you know, yeah, maybe eventually some, some supplements might benefit you. Uh, but it's never going to be like a hugely impactful thing by any means supplements mm -hmm. or, you know, meal timing and stuff like that. Right. The 10%, no, I, I would call it. I totally relate to that. Cause even through college and, you know, even a little bit after college, you, you think about where you were training wise or nutrition wise. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you thought at that point that you knew everything yeah, seriously. that you had, a, you had an idea and a grasp about what you were doing. But boy, you, I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been more wrong. Mm -hmm. you know? Like it was just su such in the bro mindset of just wanting to still train like an athlete. But when I got a chance, you know, just to hit arms as hard as I could, mm -hmm. or there was no recovery, you know, no recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, protein was just like King of course. And yeah. you know, everything else kind of sprinkled in, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, like you said, you do have to put yourself in that aspect. And, you know, when we work with athletes at the gym, it's like, we do the same thing. Like if we had the knowledge that I'm trying to give you back then, like things would change. Yeah. So that's why we have to continue to instill, push these habits and realize that you can be ahead of the game. You don't need to be behind the eight ball. We, mm -hmm. I, we already took the fall for that. Mm -hmm. So now we're, we're going to put out this message and show you, you know, the right way that you know we know will work mm -hmm. the one thing i swear that i hear the most from if you're thinking about like you know successful people entrepreneurs famous people just anyone who there I, I think success is very wide ranging but anyone who you consider yourself successful it's like they all talk about failure and it's hard mm -hmm. to accept at first because until you start to change your mindset you shy away from failure but then you realize like just like you and i have talked about a couple times if we wouldn't have I wouldn't call it a complete failure, but if we wouldn't have practiced ineffective habits as far as working out for so many years, we, we would not feel passionate about helping other people discover the right ways to do it. So, you know, I think that just coming kind of goes back to one thing I always think is just that everything happens for a reason. You know, mm -hmm. you, you, you did this ineffectively so that you could learn the right way and help other people. Yeah, no, 110%. And I think it's, it's 2019 and a lot of people um, have been enabled mm -hmm. to not fail. And that is the biggest, biggest, you know, failure, so to speak, that you can enable somebody to do. 
Like, you know, my 10 year old, he needs to learn that you need to fail. You're not going to be, you know, the big fish in the small pond forever. Things aren't going to come easy. Things are going to be difficult. So that's why we need to put ourselves, not even just, you know, our children, but ourselves in the position where we're, we're more than likely to fail because mm-hmm. otherwise we're going to, we're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. comes back to training. If I'm, if I'm continuing to do three sets of 10 with 135 on the bench, I am not pushing my muscles far enough to ex- like allow them to tear enough for them to rebuild and repair and regrow. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, getting them under enough tension for them to, to rip. So if I'm not putting myself in a position, I'm not going to grow myself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, we need to be able to put ourselves out there and be vulnerable and just whatever happens, you're going to learn from it. Yes. Yeah. You might get laughed at, embarrassed, whatever. Okay. You're, you're going to grow from it. You're, mm-hmm. you, that's, that's just going to help practice self-esteem, confidence, so that the next time you're in that situation, you say, okay, X, Y, Z didn't work. Now I know one, two, three, and here I go. I'm ready to crush it. So um, we just need to be able to put ourselves out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it goes into another topic I wanted to bring up, which is that you talk a lot about on your page about comfortability and the comfort zone. So what do you think is some of the ways that I guess people get stuck in comfort zones and what are some ways you like to try to push yourself to make sure you're expanding that comfort zone and what does that all entail what does all, what all does that mean to you right so with the comfort zone it's we get in these these uh cycles of you know we we start something new or we just continue to do what we're doing and we just get comfortable with it we don't want to change it we don't want to we don't want to go outside of it but we're but then we get frustrated that we're not getting results Mm -hmm. so what do we do we go back and we continue to do the same thing you know of course insanity so what what are you willing to do to push yourself outside so if we're talking you know gym wise if you are doing a like a bro split like a monday chest tuesday back wednesday Mm -hmm. legs possibly thursday you know shoulder whatever if you're doing that and you want better results and you're you think your nutrition's dialed in but you're just going to continue to do that It's going to be a month after month. So what are you willing to do to, to get those results that you want? Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you going to track? Are you going to start tracking? Are you going to train, you know, switch up your training? Are you going to track your training to, to ensure that you are progressive overloading to, to ensure that, you know, you are adding weight, adding sets, adding reps, because we get in this mindset of, Oh, we know what we're doing. We remember what we're doing. But you you don't physically know until you write it down, see it, and mm. then you can progress from there. So if you're not holding yourself accountable, and you're you're gonna play the victim role of why why isn't why can't I do it? You know you're gonna be stuck in a rut. Yeah. So there comes a point when you take the accountability to say, okay, I'm gonna be in control of my own life. I'm gonna be in control of my results financially, physically, you know, emotionally, you name it, to where. I'm going to grow because who I was last year, who I was yesterday, I'm going to be 1% better. Yeah. That's, that's the consistency, consistency of being 1% better daily. Mm-hmm. If you're 10% better one day, awesome. That doesn't mean you could take the next day off. Mm-hmm. If you're 0.2% better the next day, there you go. You still are above where you were the day before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just building on the consistency aspect of day in and day out. Mm-hmm. I think that comfort zone expands everywhere too, because it's like, you know, for example, I'm just kind of thinking of like a lot of it, like you say, you get kind of stuck in a certain area. And so I think relationships, it plays itself out a lot. 
And so mm-hmm. say like you're out to dinner with some old friends and they're all getting like burgers and fries and you get uh, like a protein and some lean veggies. Well, they might kind of make fun of you, riff you a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. also part of the comfort zone. Being comfortable enough with yourself to be like, yeah, like I just, you know, I have these goals that I'm trying to achieve and I'm not just going to eat differently just because my friends are giving me shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, eating is simple, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, how you do something is how you do everything. So if right. you take the easy way out there and you get the burger and fries, maybe you'll skip your next workout. Maybe you'll, and I think that the coolest thing about the comfort zone is that it's, it may start in the weight room, but I think it expands much beyond. It's like, you feel more confident talking to people, like for mm-hmm. example, public speaking, like there's so many areas that it expands to. Yeah. I think people forget that the gym, who you are in the gym, it still relates to you outside in mm-hmm. that mindset. Just like, you know, having my athletic background, that mindset of in the gym, on the field, that's still everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like it still portrays who you are when, you know, when the battles get tough, who are you going to be when things are, you know, you got the bullets flying your way. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you're strong enough to say, yeah, I, I want this steak, I want my veggies, and this is how I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Have mm-hmm. a strong self-esteem if, if they see that you're <laughs> – getting upset about it they're going to continue to poke fun at it like yeah. those are your goals those are your goals not their goals mm-hmm. so you be be strong enough to stick with it and you know continue push forward and just have a good time you don't you don't have to let somebody else live your life yeah like, absolutely you are you are in control and like when you say it extends past the gym i think that's one of the reasons that like I think for a large part, people that are interested in fitness and well-being, or even if you're just going to go like on the level of just being fit and being in the gym and being in good shape, like those are usually the people that have good relationships, um, are usually financially well off just because they understand the value of like long-term gratification is one of the big ones and the value of discipline and hard work. When, once you recognize that in the micro sense, even just in the gym, it can extend to your whole entire life, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I love that aspect about it that you don't, you know, single out the gym just being the gym. Mm-hmm. That mindset, who you are, like I said, that is still you. Okay, let let it be more about your life. Let it grow you as a person. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't don't just use it to be either torture, or, you know, of course it's a great place to go for, you know, mental clarity. But right. use it to grow as a person. You know, as physically you know, it it will do more for you than you know. Yeah. So for a little more personal question here, I know that um, I think that sometimes I can even, it seems like it's difficult for me sometimes to balance getting my nutrition in, getting my workouts in, make sure I'm living an overall fit lifestyle. How are you able to balance that with, first of all, a newborn baby and then having (laughs) your other, your other uh, kid that's 10 years old, you know, living your, your, your lifestyle with your family and making sure you're devoting enough time to that, but make sure you're, uh, living out your fitness goals as well. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, it's priorities. Mm-hmm. So I'm an early riser. Um, since, you know, like I said, since college, having to get up and be top gear at 5am to do mm-hmm. workouts and compete. I think that has instilled, like, I still like to wake up, wake up early. I like to get it, get things done, get it in in the morning mm-hmm. so that I get them, those endorphins going and I'm, I'm just in a better mood when I work out in the morning. So yeah. I'm a 5 a.m. So after that, you know, I'm <laughs> honestly, as I go up to shower, I, I put my, my food on the, on the skillet. Mm-hmm. So I run upstairs, 
come down. It, it can get a little sketchy sometimes and burn, but you know, that's, that's the game you play. Yeah. But you know, it's, it, it's really just priorities. So mm-hmm. it's, is it easy? No, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, like this is like, we've talked about, this is, has grown me as a better man, as a better father, as a better husband, you know, brother, son, you name it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great journey to go through. And, you know, I, I don't really post much about them on mm-hmm. social media because, you know, wife doesn't want it to be totally personable and have yeah. her out there. And I said, that's, you know, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I, I have posted about, you know, my t- the two boys and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they, they are your why. They are my why of why I want to do things, why I want to show them uh, you know, how to obtain results or how to obtain, you know, being able to pursue what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not easy, you know, well, why are you up early? I got stuff to do, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that's, so what's... you lead by example. Yeah. And that's just like you say, leading by example, I was just going to say, it's also great because you're instilling good habits in them and like, they're going to grow up thinking, you know, when you're responsible, when you're a man, you get up early and you get your, your, you know, whatever jobs you have done and Mm -hmm. you are able to be responsible, like a big part of parenting and upbringing is just having a role model and and modeling good behavior. And so I'm sure that's impactful for them as well. Yeah. And it's now, you know, your children will watch every single thing that you do. Mm -hmm. They will not always do as you say, but they will sure do what you do. Mm -hmm. So if you're not walking the walk, then you might as well forget it. So that's, you know, that's a big part that we preach and you know you still can't forget that you before your children you did have you know a spouse so you can you can never have enough time you know to remember to not date your wife or your husband whoever so i think having a strong relationship with your partner is crucial for your foundation of your home Mm -hmm. so that really helps as long as you two are on the same page for the most part having your kids, you know, follow along. Yeah. So, you know, I think we kind of got you primed up for the last question here. I have a feeling I know at least one direction where it gets, where it's going to go, but uh, you say you've listened to the podcast. So you're probably familiar with uh, the final question here, which is when you uh, get old and gray, when you get to reflect on your life hmm. and look back, what do you want your story to be in the sense of what you tell people about your life and then also the story that other people tell about your life. Well, the thing that I always want people to remember is, you know, how you, how I make them feel. Uh, you know, when I, I make sure that I am obnoxious, outgoing, positive, and, you know, I, people continue to tell me that, you know, that's what they remember me for. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like if there's a day I, I'm not loud or obnoxious or being like, goofy or positive they you know they think something might be off so i mean that's who i am so i want to always remember be remembered as somebody that had made somebody feel good left a lasting impact of you know i made them smile Mm -hmm. i made them feel good about themselves so if you know if if i do come across their name or who knows what the world will be in i'm hoping to make it to 100 at this rate with my brain i don't know (laughs) but you know i want to be remembered as somebody that helped change lives in a more positive aspect Mm -hmm. and left a legacy of, you know, whether it's my children or what is left behind me of just happiness, good memories, and, 
you know, hopefully, which will be, you know, successful, successful business. And, you know, I, I love to put smiles on people's faces. So I sure hope that's what I'm remembered for. Mm -hmm. Just like, I'm sure, you know, the quote, it's like, people don't remember what you said or what you did. They remember how you make them feel. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a key. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Well, uh, thanks for coming on today. You want to go ahead and let people know where they can find you online. Yeah, perfect. Cause uh, I hear the baby waking up now. So okay. this, is, this is good timing. Uh, my Instagram is at Nick Krantz fit. Uh, just like my name, just with fit at the end. And if you want to go to my website, it's just www.nickkrantzfitness.com. You can check me out there. Some articles, uh, a little bit more about me and, uh, my program is also there. So feel free to shoot me an email, shoot me a DM. I'm always inclined to help, you know, those that are willing to, to listen and work. So right. I appreciate you having me on though, yeah. Jake. And Thanks uh, again, man, you get, get to the baby. Yeah, I sure will. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good rest of your day. We'll see you later. All right, man, you do the same. Take care. This has been the what's your story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.